I'ma chase my dream. Since young and now we dream of getting rich. So what we have here is a failure to communicate with the young folk. Young bull living like an old geese. What's up, what's up? Thanks for tuning in to the Young and Dreaming Podcast, episode four. You got your host in the building, Gabe and Madala. What's up? How y'all doing? So once again, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, let's get straight to it. So first, I'd like to shout out uh, some upcoming events. June 1st, you got the fourth annual Black Tie and Heels Affair at the Garden in Detroit. Once again, that's June 1st. And the Young and Dreaming team is an official sponsor, one of the official sponsors for the event. So go out and get your tickets ASAP. Also, uh, we like to announce that this summer... The Younger German team will be hitting the road. We're going all around to a couple different states to meet some dreamers all around uh, the country and get their interviews, their journeys, and their perspectives on what it means to be young and dreaming and how they got to where they are. So, all right, Dollar, let's go. What are we talking about today? Man, first thing I want to talk about today is my experience with my last week. Uh, I did have a pretty cool experience. I want to talk about the importance of networking just really quickly. I ended up in my co-working space striking up a conversation with a random guy. I didn't know who he was, and it turns out that he was the CIO of a tech company that just moved in upstairs on the fourth floor of the building that I currently work at, out of. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, you never know who you're going to talk to, you know, just walking around an office or even who. What's the, what's the co-working space you're in? Oh, the co-working space I'm in is called Bamboo Detroit. Uh, they host a lot of companies, startups, uh, even events. That venture capitalists come and they do their incubator incubator uh, events out of as well. It's like a little networking space too. People network there a lot. Yeah, yeah. You don't necessarily have to ha- have a tech company to get a space there, but you definitely it's a lot of like small startups. And yeah, stuff in there. it's a lot of small small startups. People who are trying to raise funding from other uh, VCs in the state. Stuff oh, my like bad. That. Go ahead with the story. Yeah, so from this conversation, I was able to secure an opportunity to try to get a job at this tech startup that did move upstairs from the in, in the co-working space. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I also, you know, I'm studying for finals right now. All the young and dreamers, all the young dreamers out there that are in school, you know, trying to make it happen and work. I definitely feel your pain, you know, keep on pushing, making sure you drink water, you know, meditate if you need to, eat food, eat the right foods and stuff like that. Right. Right, definitely pray. Uh, <laughs> definitely talk to your teachers. See, y'all wasn't that wasn't talking to y'all teachers early on in the semester. Don't try to go right now. It's gonna look terrible. Y'all only got like got a week some left. Extra credit. Right, you got some extra credit. Looking boys, look. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, what else did I do? I scheduled some trips out for the summer. I do plan to be on the East Coast and the West Coast. Uh, maybe we can do some podcasts out there. I know we did talk about that. Uh, we got some cool guests that we could potentially have on the series, and. I did some client work, man. So that was pretty much uh, my last week. What about you? Then you secure um, internship. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I did. Yeah, I did land my first my first internship at a tech company uh, in Detroit. So that's pretty. What pretty was that awesome. like? That's a major breakthrough. First internship uh, in your field. What was that like? Oh man, uh, <laughs> that's, that's that's a loaded question, man. Um, anybody who's been around me like the last, I'd say since the last like six months, I'd say knows you know how much i've put into you know studying for uh tech internships uh software engineering internships 
and things of that nature. Um, if you know, if anybody, if you don't know about the software engineering space, when you do apply for a job, it's not like a regular job application, and then they hit you back, uh, and then you have a regular interview, and then they decide off that whether they like you or not. Normally, they you you apply for the position, somebody accepts your uh, application, and then they say, "Oh, it's under review." Right, and then after that, they say, "Okay, well, we we want to interview you." And normally, there's a cultural interview, and the cultural interview is really just seeing if you're going to be a good fit for the company. And then after that, if you pass that, then they have a technical interview. Now, this is the main difference between regular jobs and tech jobs. Um, normally, in tech in tech interviews, what happens is in the technical interview, you have to answer a question. That the, that the interviewer gives you, that's technical, and you have to code it out. Like, you have to code the answer out. So they'll say, mm-hmm. hey, do X, Y, and Z. That sounds intense. Yeah, super intense. And they watch you. So this is like... <laughs> <laughs> you stand over your shoulder. Yeah, you pretty much. Like, it's you'll do, like, a Google Hangout or, like, Skype or something like that, and they can see the screen that you're coding on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they'll, like, c- try to, you know, walk you through the problem kind of a little bit. That sounds intense. And try to see if you can, yeah. No, this is all, no, while they're I, watching you live, like, you have to cut out the answer. Maybe that's not my field. That's not, <laughs> it sounds not fun at all. I mean, I mean it's okay. It's, it's I nice. mean, you're passionate about it, so you yeah. probably, you embrace that uh, intensity, but I, yeah, I like for me, it. I'd be like, boy, if you're a good boy. It was hard, though, man. I had, a, I had a bunch of interviews. I failed a bunch of interviews. My first tech interview i literally i remember i bombed i literally told the guy i was like yeah this is my first one man i just i just don't know what to do yeah, no, no. he was I like mean, yeah my first one was was terrible too i was like oh okay <laughs> right so you, you still not gonna hire me right. I, was like, <laughs> I was like yeah they're trying to console you oh yeah, right. I, I did terrible my first time too uh right so we're gonna move on right. <laughs> you know that's funny man you know oh man we're talking about this on the podcast but uh so my first my very first technical interview i literally couldn't like code anything up mm-hmm. literally couldn't go code anything up and then the second one i i didn't really know how to code it up but i had a good idea on like what to do so i did like half of the problem but i wasn't able to finish it um and then the third one i did i was able to finish the problem so right. this is like all within like a week and a half you know right. studying for technical interviews and stuff like that so hey, aren't you happy you at least tried them because you would you never knew what you or never know what you didn't know was you just started interviewing? Yeah, you know, yeah, no, no, no fear. That's dope. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, so in total, I had about eight interviews. I got denied from all of them, and uh, I still ended up applying to like I think seventeen more companies after the main months of interviewing, which is like in the fall, like November to around like February. Like after that, I applied to like another seventeen companies. I had another good set of interviews. I did a lot better there, um, and then I got some some denials. Uh, some companies just didn't hit me back. Right? right. I mean that happens. Right. right. Uh, and but then you finally got a breakthrough now. Yeah. Then I got a breakthrough. A breakthrough in what month is it? Yeah, we're in April. Yeah. Hey. It happens <laughs> like that. It happens like that. Sounds like you had a packed week though. A couple breakthroughs, internships. Study for finals. Packed week for me. I just keep it simple. I mean, for me, um, I had a, a conference that I went to. Oh, how was that? Uh, it was dope. Met a lot of people. Fellowship. Nice, nice, cool stuff. Um, I made. It, I had a. I had two trips this past week, so that was dope. I'll keep it short. Uh, so we can jump into the podcast. I think it's cool for us to keep it a little light right now. And I, I want to talk about um, 
millennials and like what in society or what in, in, in the culture are we like changing or quote unquote, just like getting rid of what are we killing today? So Adala did some research and he found an article on Mashable.com uh, titled The 70 Things That Millennials Are Killing Today. So let's just go on this list and let's just see <laughs> what they think we are destroying. So let's go. All right. So number one, it says beer. Definitely hate beer. I definitely don't beer. drink beer. I, it's some millennials who do like beer. They say it's an acquired taste, but that shit is gross. Yeah, but not. It's like, I think, I think, see, dirty water. a lot of people think we the popcorn generation, and we just be trying to get straight to it. So we, we, just, we, we just, just trying to be lit. Five shots. Right. Uh, just take, beer just tastes like dirty water. I don't see the point of it. Yeah, no, I'm not with the I'm not with the beer. I don't see I ain't with the beer. What's next? Department stores. Don't nobody go to Sears. Let's be real. You go to Sears? That's because everybody's trying to be flashy and bougie. I don't know. This is your problem. That's trying to stunt for Instagram. This is the problem. Yeah, no, nah, I definitely don't do Motorcycles. That. That's just growing up, every every parent is like, you'll die if you ride a motorcycle. I, I don't even think it's that, bro. I, I'm going to be honest, bro. Motorcycles are just super dangerous. Like, like extremely and dangerous. And they cost just as much as a car. I might as well just buy the car. Yeah, and millennials really like to. We like the whole rent thing, and I don't think we're doing rents like a lease. Like, yeah, we're not leasing like motorcycles because the insurance on the boys is crazy. True, true. Yeah, no, we diamonds. Don't. We don't wear diamonds. We don't have money for diamonds yet. We're, we're millennials. Well, like what? It, it, no, what they're saying we're killing it. Like we're not. We don't. We're not oh, yeah, investing yeah, in these yeah, things. Yeah, but right. is it because? Like, why do you think that is? I don't know. Next, oh, we're not yeah. going to throw our 70s. Yeah, no. Golf, <laughs> bar soap, college football. That's surprising. Yeah. Why are millennials killing college football? That's easy, bro. Nobody trying to be out in the cold when you can just, the comfort of your home, bro. Is it because everything is streamable? Yes, bro. You don't have to, like, be in a seat anymore to catch the game Literally. or even, a lot of, I know a lot of people who are sports fans who are just like, I'd, unless it's like playoffs time or the championship game, they're like, I'll just look at the score later. Exactly. You know, so exactly. I don't know. But is that why? I'm not. Well, there's that, and I feel like I feel like you have to like nobody's. Which millennials are literally watching the whole game from quarter first quarter to fourth quarter? Like whether it's basketball, football. Is it because we don't watch TV as much? Like all TV ratings are just dropping. I mean that that could be. I don't know how to do research. I don't know. I I don't. And uh, also, I feel like less of less of my friends are going to football games, Mm -hmm. like actually attending. Know yeah, it's like a whole ordeal. You got to leave the house, go to the stadium, find parking. This is the guitar first. We went to Wayne State. No one's going to Wayne State football game. That's true. That's Seven true. people in the stands. That's true. But do you go to U of M games? If I went to U of M, I would. You see their videos? This oh, yeah, is no, always yeah. lit right. at the game. You're right. Student section jumping. Um, Lunch, McDonald's, vacation. Oh, no. We definitely not eating McDonald's because we, we like yeah, the healthy generation. Healthy. We, we like the premium experience, to, uh, like really fast Chipotle, for a cheap price. Chipotle and, and, and Qdoba, Chipotle, side tie. People who are gluten, gluten, this is quotation, air quotation marks, gluten free. I never understood gluten, but um, <laughs> I don't understand. That's a real problem for some people, gluten though. Free, it just makes your bread taste just terrible. Yeah, without no. The, without the gluten in it, you add the gluten in sometimes it. I, sometimes I eat gluten free. Yeah, never like no gluten free bread. <laughs> it just tastes like bricks. Uh, napkins. Vacations, they lying. Bro, vacations. We love vacations. We love vacations. We love vacations, bro. I know this, bro. This one girl, literally, she told me she wanted to go on a trip just so she could post on Instagram. Okay, that's stupid. And but, say and say that that she was lit, like but on Instagram. I love vacations. I love vacations. They're incredible. We're gonna talk about that later too. Napkins, cars. Yeah, napkins are dumb, but cars. 
Yeah, crowdfunding. Really? Cars, is this because of Uber and stuff? Yeah. Yep, like, and yep, a lot of millennials live in cities. That's like, true. And, and, you know, so what do we need cars for if I live in a city where I right. can lift? Just take the Uber. You know, or Uber. Or if you live in places with mass transportation due to, like, technological advancements and stuff. Mm. So that's pretty good. Crowdfunding. We're killing crowdfunding. Is GoFundMe considered crowdfunding? No. Uh, GoFundMe, yeah. And uh, Indiegogo. So we're uh, killing GoFundMe. I thought people love GoFundMe. This this list might be a little off, y'all. Yeah. Wine. That got to be a lie because no, every be young no. millennial person, woman, <laughs> right. every oh, yeah. millennial woman, wine days, right. Wednesdays, right? Um, Toyota, see, I don't know what that is. Fabric softener, yeah, because we're, I think, we are, we are instant gratification type of people. And what's the point of fabric softener? I do my clothes to be clean and smell good. Right. Whatever. Uh, marriage. Don't know mm. about that. The McRap. No wait, don't try to <laughs> hold on. Don't try to go over that marriage so fast, Playboy. It's the next one. Why? Why are we killing marriage? I don't. I don't know, man. I. I don't know. Oh, what you think? Don't try to. Don't try to throw the oop. Hold on. Why mean? are millennials not trying to get married anymore? I don't know. We don't believe in. in, in Why don't we believe much? in marriage, man? I think we've just seen so many. I think. I think what it is is, is more of us, and then not only that, we have so much access. To a lot of That's people, what it bro. Is. It's not not only like stuff it is easier. Be, stuff be, is easier. Yeah, it used to be six degrees of separation. Now it's got to be like three. Okay, no, no. Let's. I want to be real with this. I think it's multiple reasons. For one, women equality and rights expanding. It's from both angles. Women can be all like pretty much just as successful financially, like in careers wise as a man. I think that has affected marriage because like i'm not saying like in 1950s but 1950s people was getting married for like you you financial reasons right right families it was more in the culture nowadays gender roles are kind of more equal yeah they're more neutral for sure they're more neutral yeah so people don't feel the need to get married it's like Hmm. not as much because i don't think about like that both people both people want to be out here living life but now they until they post them instagram posts they'd be like yeah i just want to find me yeah yeah yeah, all that (laughs) um but whatever okay the mick rap that's whack handshakes no we shake hands i definitely shake hands everybody got a cool ass handshake have you ever seen the calves yeah um canadian tourism industry Uh, light yogurt gambling hotel gambling I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not wasting all my money. Yeah, no. Our relationships, my and, and there's no clocks, there's no clocks in the casino. In the casino. We don't even know what to, we, we love technology. We love looking at the time. There's no clocks. Yeah, phones. I need no clocks. But Marmalade. They be trying to keep you in there. They be trying what? to like keep you in the casino. Look, we, we know Marmalade? it's a scam. That's why. Marmalade, that's that jelly stuff. Nobody uses. Nobody that's, that's the jelly, jelly stuff. No one eats bread because we're gluten free, right? Running cereal. The anti-aging industry, because it's all fake. That's why Melina's killing that, because we realized that you can't put no cream on your face to make you uh, younger. For right. Real. Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, we killing B-dubs? I don't know, man. I don't know. I heard the quality of B-dubs low-key went down. They chicken out real. Somebody <laughs> told me KFC don't have real chicken. That's KFC? why they, they stopped calling themselves Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, because they rebranded mm-hmm. as KFC because their chicken was not all the way like fried. Focus groups, Real chicken. Focus groups. We kill focus groups. Yeah, we don't, are we not as therapy? I don't know. I don't know. Travel marketing. Yeah, I don't even fully working. grasp what. Okay, working. working. 
Yeah, you now you know millennials are killing working. Talk hey, about hey, low key, pause. Low key, we, we are messing up. Who going to the factory now? Here. Nobody. You trying to tell a millennial they gotta <laughs> work seven, twelve hours a day? They move. No. Can I work from home? No. That's yeah. their first question. <laughs> Can no. I work from home? Remote. You got remote. remote. How many remote vacation work? days do we have? Right. Can I get Thursdays off? Like millennials, boy, we yeah, are bro. we are the ass for it generation. We want the it entitled all. generation. Credit. Yeah, that's because we probably messing up our credit. No, no, I don't think so. Why are we killing credit? I think we got credit card. We have a lot of t- a lot of more help, a lot more helpful tools to manage our credit. I don't think what, what is what is killing credit. What do they mean by that? What do they mean by killing credit? I don't Click know on what the they link. We're gonna we're know. gonna dive into this one because a lot more millennials have more control over, you know, the economy is slowly bouncing back. A third of millennials, third millennials are, are avoiding, avoiding credit, credit cards, cards and choosing debit cards instead. See, see so that's smart. why. Okay, yep. we. But yep. you know why okay, though? Because smart. all of our. Well, first of all, we killing credit cards because we all in student loan debt. Second of all, we killing credit cards because growing up, what do your parents tell you? Yeah, our parents were the credit card debt generation. Yeah, they're so the they're telling us like, hey, you don't need to have credit cards because mm-hmm. it'll mess up your and life. We listen. Right? No, we listen, but then we went out and took twenty seven thousand dollars out in student loans on average, and now. But we can't help that though because we we want education. We? Though. I mean, we now can. Now we all jacked up. Now we, we, we can, but we not we not as jacked up as that because they got the student loans and the credit. Number thirty six says both. trees. We're killing trees. I don't agree with that. The American dream. I feel like the trees was dead. That's before a we lot. Born. We're not killing the American dream. I feel we're enhancing it. Yeah, we all our startup gurus. All of all all every, of us want to be. Every millennial like, wants to be has have a startup in some form or fashion. Yeah, like you some type of company, own their company, want to be lit in some degree, some way. America, America. next. <laughs> Donald Trump, <laughs> <on that>. <laughs> <laughs> democracy in general. <laughs> Home Depot, because we don't build. That, yeah, now that, yeah, millennials don't know how to do nah, shit with their hands. Nope. If the pipes bust, we got an app. We're we going to call somebody. <laughs> we gonna, we gonna is app. that after that? The mobile, the mobile pipe bust. They send out a mobile pipe. <laughs> the mobile pipe fixer. Um, Home Depot, self-pity. Yeah, I don't know. What that, okay, 2016 presidential election. Yeah, we killed that. Yes, sir. We messed up. We elected crazy, man. Consumerism suits. Diner dates, sex. movies, sex. How we, Ooh, how we wait killing sex? Wait, before on? we read this one, what you the mean? suit thing That's is real because millennials hate dressing up for work, for banquets. Oh, millennials yeah, be wearing no. Chuck. Millennials so don't we like started, to feel like they're they're too business. Yeah, too like we started the whole wear gym shoes with your with your suit at work at work right. at a banquet. You know, right. I mean, Jordan helped with that because you wear J's. Now white people love J's too, so it's just everywhere. Okay, next one on the list, sex. Ooh. Okay. Millennials are killing sex. Click the link on it. We got to Hold on. on. What this say? We're not say Americans are having less sex than they used to, according to data from the National Survey of 26,000 people. people. That's a small sample size. That's nobody. Yeah. I the, hate these They said the decline is due to married couples. Because marriage is on the decline, they're saying sex is on the decline. I think that's nope, that nope, make, that nope, make no sense. nope. This that's is not stupid. even what's happening. This is definitely dumb. They got us messed up. I think because marriage is on the decline, sex been on the rise because that's what I'm saying. People been out here thotting and bopping, right? For sure. And and there's more. Yeah, bro. Nah, <laughs> I do not believe. Come back that. to the list. We're gonna keep, yeah, we gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna keep, keep moving. Keep they with the gyms, gyms. Uh, uh, bro, uh, the why, bro. You know what? I passed the YMCA the other day, and I was like. Are they still in business? But I, you know why I think gyms are dying? Like, millennials are killing gyms? We are the... Everything is like Airbnb. We want it where we are, when we... Like, yeah. Right? Who wants to go buy a gym membership? Like, it's so many CrossFits. Like, we place Like, that we could go outside. So, you're saying... Hold on, hold on. Are you saying the issue is we have to go to the gym? Yes. Like, so and, and no one wants a gym membership. We'll rather just... 
do it at our convenience. So like the at home workout, that's what you're saying. At home like, gyms probably have been on the rise. P90X little videos with the with the yeah, but we the, don't watch TV, so how do we I'm get saying, access with the, to with the booming of like all media? Media is booming. We don't watch TV, but we still consume Stuff, tons yeah. of content. Yeah. So the fact that we can work out at home, it's so many fitness gurus on Instagram and stuff. I think people just don't feel the need to go to the gym as much. I think a lot of people would work, would much rather engage in like a thirty day challenge on Instagram, like with right. a fitness with somebody. And people who's do in yoga fitness. a lot. Like you got a lot of yoga people nowadays, and like I don't yeah. know. This is all speculation. We don't have no uh, facts, guys. We're just off top of the dome. Uh, what's next on the list? Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's see what we got for y'all today. Serendipity. Taking risks? Oh, I'm a big risk taker. What you talking about, boy, no. boy? I, yeah, I don't get that one. I take risks. I thought you would consider millennials risk takers. We protest a lot. We um yeah, have bro. a lot of startups. How we kill a risk risk taker? Yeah, I don't. We do a lot of risky stuff. We do. We, we do. don't do. We're not conventional, bro. We literally we don't, we're we not going to the factory. We literally will fly to a new city, not have a car, and, and, and everything will be okay. Like not just that. Like think about it. Like. All of our parents tell us you gotta go get the smart job. Kanye was yeah. like, you know, have a fallback yeah, plan. Bro. He was like, F that, I'm gonna produce five beats a day for three summers. Like right. I thought we were much more millennial, like risk takers than than our generation before. They said we killing fashion, bro. Oh no, they oh this was written by old. Oh person. yeah, no. Nah. No, this is not true. We've discovered that why the list jacked up. Yeah, I'm, we sorry. Whoever y'all. wrote this isn't a millennial. This is crazy. Fashion. They mad. The black people take yeah, it over. Our fashion lit. That's our not what they're mad lit. about. They mad. They don't consider Kanye fashion, but like Kanye stuff. Well, is we fashion. here, Kanye here, I'm we saying, all here. We, we like hoes in our sweaters. That's what we like, and we like the long tee you know, sometimes. Not the like, extra extra long tee, but the long. No, tea. we do not. Do, we don't do the big old tee. That was nah. The, the early two thousand. That's the dim franchise boys. <laughs> lean with it, rock with it. If y'all y'all had the white the white Air Forces, my forces was crispy. Nah, no, everybody used know. to want real flat footed so crispy. <laughs> I had black electric tape on the inside of my jeans, so it hey, didn't. Don't, don't ever tell about that. <laughs> so the blue. Hey, next, next. So the blue didn't. Next. Did, did, <laughs> they say we killing the Big Mac, stilettos. I, I don't know. You probably what. didn't have no forces. I didn't. <laughs> no, I was cheap. My mom, we couldn't afford no forces. We had shacks. Boy, so. I had the low tops. I was trying to get the high tops. I couldn't afford Payless had tops. the shacks that looked just like Jordan's. You put your pants I, I leg did. over the tongue. Nobody I ever did. know for real. I had the electric tape on the inside of I grew up in the struggle. The struggle. I had the electric tape so I wouldn't bleed into the Air Forces. Like the Stop blue. telling people this. All right, for sure. Hey, the you. nine to five work day. The NFL. That's Colin Kaepernick. Mm. Colin. Colin. So no, I think Colin NFL, NFL dying because everybody get concussions. Yeah, and we, um, we we just know it's not as safe. Not just that. They kill like end zone dances. Like it's just a lot. Yeah, it's not. And then we woke more. The halftime performances. How, like, how have they been? Going, well, Bruno Mars, Beyonce, and them was lit. No, like, the lady, lit. the guy got one. That, yeah, nah. And it's just typical. Like he tried to do Prince. It was yeah, a lot it was kind of cheesy. They, they, don't, they don't they don't consistently hit. And I like the, JT. Uh, yeah, but he wasn't. Hit. Yeah, they got to get better. Gen X is retirement. We don't plan for retirement. I will say that. Nah, like actively because yeah, because we know our Roth, next move. Because we're risk takers, bro. Yeah, we're not. We know our next move stupid. might be might be something I don't know. big. Banks, we'll, see, we'll see in thirty years if banks, we risk takers are stupid. Banks, Jack Dorsey. Square, now you you know I'm about to say yeah, yep, cash out That's mm-hmm. Venmo. Yep. We don't. Who goes to the bank to to deposit or transfer? I have not. If you that. owe me money, send me my money through cash out. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You feel me? Like if you bet on the game of Madden. What's at the bottom? What's at the bottom? Uh, oil. Everything. Baby names. What the? Okay, this is written by a bitter old okay, person. Y'all just said everything. Mashable. Baby names. How we kill baby names? I don't understand. We, we probably got lit baby names. I'm gonna name my child. 
LeBron. They mad because it's like West and North and East and Chicago West, and that's what. Okay, first of uh, all, are they mad? Like, why I'm are y'all mad? Pretty sure back in the day they had some. Right back in the day, y'all was what was the names back then? In a nutshell, clearly this article is hate. Millennials aren't killing that much. I like to think that we are holding it down for the culture, progressing the culture. Clearly. We are the progressive, open-minded uh, generation. That's what we do. That's what we do, for sure, all the way. Uh, so we're not killing nothing. This was clearly a hating article. On a lighter note, you know, a lot of things that millennials are doing very well at is concerts, right? Drake and Jill-Off, live festivals, uh, Uber, Lyft, transportation, on-demand transportation. We lit. We I think we lit. We definitely fixed the cab industry because... I love that I can order my ride off my phone. That's right. No matter from anywhere. Who uses hotels for real? Airbnb, we call. Look, Young and Dreaming, we are the generation that say Airbnb is probably the greatest thing ever. I love, like, a whole house. A whole house. A whole house. A whole house. Or or you can get just one room if you want just one room. Okay, no, I've never used that, though. All right, but you can get that if that's what about, you want, I'm my brother. About that. If you want it, you can get I'm it. I'm nervous. You, you Airbnb gives you that option. You would do that? Would you go stay, knowing that, like, if Jay was written out his crib, you don't know Jay, you're going to go stay in his room while Jay is there? No. I, I mean, want the whole house. I mean, that I might be something somebody's more comfortable with. I'm no, not saying I would do it personally, but but Airbnb gives you that option, right? They give you the option, but right. it's probably not used that often. And you can have um, spaces for, like, months at a time with Airbnb, too. It's smart. And it's, it's well, besides this, mm-hmm. the biggest thing I think that Uber, Lyft, Airbnb, it gives Cash App, all these type of things, it expanded the market and how people make money. Yeah, now you have food being delivered to you with Uber. Grubhub. Right, Grubhub as well. Uber Eats. But not just that, like all the people who actually do, who are doing the service. People mm-hmm. literally have created like businesses out of out of Airbnb, like renting out their homes, buying property and renting it out. Oh, for sure. Or Uber. People Uber and Lyft full time. Mm-hmm. It created... Whole jobs like they do both people like right? they Uber and Lyft right and um mm-hmm. Uber Airbnb Grubhub like these type of industries um even like when you go to um like pop up shops small businesses a lot of them take Venmo Cash App things mm-hmm. like that yeah so I think it's uh, improved how we do business how we operate you know so I, I enjoy that a lot and so, we got Apple Pay y'all yeah we ain't kill everything we killing it we ain't kill everything Tesla Tesla. Right, electric Tesla. cars like what? We got is, Elon Musk. But we gonna buy the Tesla. Right, so we'll be the main consumers, we, we rock with it. trying we to rock you know with make sure the Earth is a better place for the next generation to be on because we care. Coming. Yeah, we right. we know global. We, we lit. Don't listen to the article. We lit. Okay, to transition into something a little more serious. Uh, recently, one of our listeners asked us uh, a question. They want to know like when pursuing your dream or something that you know you've been working hard for or whatever. Is there a time that you need to be patient or need to be aggressive? And are you, could you ever be like too patient or too aggressive? Um, just to expound upon that. Like if you're, if you're chasing something, you're working diligently and you're being patient for maybe your next opportunity while still working. Patience doesn't mean like not doing anything, but just, you know, you're working on yourself and your craft, whatever, without maybe going hard at just an opportunity. Um, is that a good thing or do you, should you be aggressive always, always pursuing, you know, some opportunity, some break, whatever, while working on your craft, whatever, like, is, do you understand that question? Yeah. You know, I get it. I think, oh man, that's a great question. Uh, I would say that, I would say that you have to be patient in your planning 
of what you're going to do in the your first couple steps. So you're almost like a lion, like in the savannah, you're like you're like scoping out like what you're going to do. Like scoping out your prey, right? Your first your first initial block of execution. And then once you figure that out, then you attack. Like relentlessly, every day. Right? Mm. So the reason why I feel like that method works, well, for me at least, is because it allows me to break a bigger goal into smaller chunks. And then I can execute on it every day. But do you ever find... Okay, so like for you, do you ever find yourself too... T- like, you you brought up a good point with the lion thing. Like how yeah. lions hunt or yeah. lionesses hunt. Um, they kind of wait in the tall grasses and wait for their prey to like be caught off guard, drinking water or something, the gazelle. And then they pounce and they strike for the kill. They're not like out running just 24-7, just waiting, chasing every animal that they see to catch it. They're more like, I'm going to lay in the tall grass, you know, collect my breath, be silent, be everything. And then when my prey is at the water hole, off guard, tired, dropped his guard, I'm going to attack it and, and get the kill. They're like, you know. 99% 99% accuracy rather than is it okay to be just super aggressive just you know like hyenas just out there hunting 24-7 or we, everything we see we go after but your accuracy rate is like 60% 54 whatever lower um, like I don't know I mean to tell the truth because I find myself sometimes being like a lion uh, I like to wait and, and I'm always working like the lioness isn't like just sleep in the tall grass they're vigilant and they're waiting right but that's like me. I'm vigilant. I'm, I'm working on my craft and everything. And then when the opportunity comes, I feel like I can strike. And then I'm going to hit, right? But I do see a lot of times it pays off for people who are just like go-getters. They pound every day. Like they're in every place at every time. Like they can't miss opportunity almost because they're always there. Um, those are two different perspectives. But like, I don't know. I feel like with the aggressive approach, I would burn out personally for myself. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I haven't burned. Out. I've, I've done both. Yeah, you got no, a I've weird work ethic, though. I'd, you have like <laughs> what a cra- you because your work is almost like not healthy. You have one of those like I'm going to be up every night to four a.m. Me, if like, I did that for a week and a half straight, I'm going to pass <laughs> out. I'm going to take a month off. Like I have to be like I have to block out a three hour time every day where I'm going to work, and then I have to wind down mentally. Not even always get sleep or something, but mentally because I know if I'm just like. 30, you know, like 22 hours of it uh, out of the day. I'm hitting, hitting, boom, boom, boom. Eventually, I'm like, I need a month break. And I would rather pace myself over the course of the year than do three months on, three months off, three months, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like I'll be more efficient. But that, if that works for you. I think it it also depends on like the type of work you have to do though. Because... I've been in those situations, like like you said, like where you mm-hmm. see me like up till three a.m., four a.m., like consistently, like just going back to back to back to back. And in those situations, more times than not, like I have a lot on my plate that's different, that are in different like sectors. Like when I had to put my website up, right? So I was getting my website together for a long period of time. That's like a month and a half, right? And I was also redoing my whole resume through like a whole different. Uh, program called Sketch. I was designing it, make sure, making sure everything was good, like the layout, making sure that was good. Uh, I also was getting up my LinkedIn. I was trying to get my connections up on LinkedIn uh, and that format together as well. Also, my Medium article. So I was right. I was pushing out content. Um, I was trying to push out content at least once every two weeks. Right. I would either have started a draft on a new article or even actually pushed it to Medium. So with that. That's in the, like an array of things. 
that I was doing at one time on top of going to school. So within that, I knew if I had any free time, it's kind of like what you said earlier, kind of running around. Like if when I was on break at at uh at my job, right? I was doing a medium article. When I was at lunch, I was you know making sure my resume. I had my resume together and I made sure like the color schemes were good and everything was laid out perfectly. And that took like a whole month by itself, right? So I think it depends on the type of work that you do because that doesn't require that much focus. If that makes sense. So when I was studying for interviews, when I was studying for my technical interviews, I noticed that I had to be more patient in what I had to lay out because that execution meant a lot more, right, than getting my, I guess, my LinkedIn looking kind of how I wanted it to look. Because uh-huh. if I don't get the if I don't get the interview stuff right, I don't execute on an internship, I miss an opportunity, right? So that requires more patience in terms of the layout. So let me ask you this, like if applying to jobs, would you recommend someone apply to, like in your, you're a coder, would you recommend someone apply to 500 jobs and just shoot their shot out there and whatever comes back, you know, you, you weigh it that way? Or would you rather someone say like, I want to work for Apple, or Google or whatever. So I'm going to learn everything I need to learn about Google. I'm going to be patient, learn what I need to learn, learn the culture, learn what they're looking for, put myself in the best position to get hired by Google while, you know, working on your craft, everything, but, but being patient and focused towards that one thing. Or would you rather someone be like aggressive? Like I want an internship. I want a a career in tech. I'm just going to shoot everywhere. I mean, it it could be up to personal preference, but like, which one do you think is, I don't know. Um, to answer that, I will say the jobs you want to work for most likely come in two categories, right? There's like the jobs that you really want, right? And then there are like the B list, the B list jobs that you're like, ah, you know, <laughs> if I work there, I might, I, right? Just the rent due, I need you know, something to pay the bills. Then there's a C list job that's like, I just, I know for sure, like, okay, I'm gonna C-list, have a good C list might be your rent is due, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> right, right, right. No, you're right. I'm gonna take anything. Right, right. I need somebody to put the build out this week. Exactly, so. exactly. But um, so that's like the C list job. So I feel like. Your A-list jobs, you probably have two or three jobs up there that you know, that you've done, that you already have. You probably already have prior knowledge to the company, right? So you're not doing that much work, you know, uh, building up more of a portfolio of what that might look like when you do apply. So I would recommend, you know, have three different sections. Have, uh, you know, the companies that you really want to apply for. I would recommend you do the, the necessary research because that's something you really, that's something you really want. And then... Uh, see what the company culture is like. Uh, definitely, you know, try to reach out to a couple of people who work for that company through email. You know, set up some phone calls. Maybe have a couple of your friends do an introduction on LinkedIn to those companies as well. Uh, I've had all of those experiences. They're great experiences. I do recommend it. And then your B list companies, you probably don't have that many connections for. But you know, those companies, I would say, just apply. Mm-hmm. Just apply. So that's going to be a wider range of companies. So mm-hmm. just. I don't know. That's for me. I mean, it ranged to about fifty know. to sixty different companies. I just put my resume out there, like, hey, if they hit me back, they hit me back. If not, you know, whatever. Sure. Well, to answer that question, I think just from it's it's personal preference thing, I guess uh, that works for for me. But um, for all of it, I guess it's just a personal preference thing. If you feel like you can go hard at something twenty four seven, then do that. Uh, if you feel like you need to be more strategic and pace, and that result is yielding good results for you, do that. Um, you know, it's, it's it's always it's always multiple ways of, of achieving something. So it's not really one way. Um, 
Patience is a virtue, even when you're being aggressive, though. I think I think so. people need you really need to find out what works for you. So try both methods. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Look like, at look at like Kendrick and Drake. Right. right, right. Drake is uh, visible like 24 seven. Drake is dropping tracks with everybody. No, you say he been gone since like July. Hold on. No, I'm just <laughs> saying like Drake Drake dropped so much content. Yeah. But Kendrick, like before, like the Black Panther stuff, so, like he had took time. Like mm-hmm. went away, grew, you know. He had the oh, studio, Cole, Cole did the, the same in the thing, studio right? Here, right? J. Cole, these right. are people who they're like they give you the in the studio for oh, like we've been working, and then they drop a project. Right, Drake is like every day, see me with the fade. I'm out here grinding. I'm gonna put out content every day, mm-hmm. you know. But they're both yielding high results. Kendrick is an incredible artist and very successful. Drake is an incredible artist, very successful. Mm-hmm. Drake is always always hitting though. Yeah. Like he's gonna drop. He just dropped some tracks new because the summer's coming out. With, uh, you know, and like he, he always do. He figured out the formula. He figured out the formula. Or even smoother comparison would be uh, LeBron James to Russell Westbrook. Westbrook like a bat out of hell, and he'd just be killing people and running six thousand miles an hour. And if that works for you, no, channel well, your inner Westbrook. It, it you feel me? That I agree with the Westbrook methodology. <laughs> he just a savage. You know, uh, every he, day he go out, he put his body on the line. You feel me? LeBron might be a little he, more conservative. Since he's been alone, you know has he been out of the first one? Oh. Uh, no, I'm just saying, really it's, but, but, but he's a great player, average triple double. But LeBron has championships, and his strategy works. You know, he scans the floor. He mastered the game of basketball with patience and being strategic. He's not always attacking for the shot or the dunk. Right. I mean, he does when needed. But he also is like, I can scan the floor, read the defense, and pass. Westbrook is like... Or if you just want to go off and just be Westbrook yeah, and put, be great in your own world, chest. you feel me? You might you know, sell out the arena. You know Westbrook going to sell out the arena. So, right, they're both you know successful, just LeBron's more successful. You just got to figure out what works for you, my brother. I go patience and be aggressive when necessary. That's my... My choice. I like to just be a savage about stuff, you know. Yeah, just, know. just go, just go attack it, go execute. You feel me? And that's why Dollar be getting tired and breaking his fibula. And I, fibula like what? Westbrook. That's not. That's not what happens. That's LeBron what never happens. been injured. LeBron also sit out games during the season. Game. He played eighty two this year. Wow. All right, y'all. Wrapping up, we're gonna give some shout outs. First off, for all your photography needs, book Daniel at Do Photography for your graduation pictures and anything like that. Um, another one, uh, Clark's Visions on Instagram. That's C L A R K V I S I O N S on Instagram. For any of your like visual content needs, like he does videos, uh, he's really good with editing. He has a good eye, pretty creative too. So go to him for any of your visual or audio needs. Lastly, we want to thank all the dreamers supporting, commenting, reposting, and tuning into our live feeds on Instagram. Also, continue to submit questions to us. We love the questions. It uh, gives us cool topics to talk about and ask our Dope Detroiters. Uh, we'll be releasing our next Dope Detroiter guest early so you all can um, get questions to us to ask during that interview and we can get uh, exactly what you all want to hear. Yeah, man, just to give the Y&D word of the day, to be somewhere you've never been before, you have to do things you've never done before. Young and dreaming. It's a wrap. <laughs>